sermons and to try to get it on Facebook, but it just hasn't worked. I don't know if it's the internet. I don't know if it's my computer. So I want to try some shorter ones. I'm going to try to do one on Sunday morning, one on Wednesday, and kind of get this idea going for us for Easter 2020. Hopefully Easter morning we can be here worshiping together. We just have to wait and see what happens. But if not, we'll have something this way if this works. And this morning, our text that I want to take some thoughts from for this Sunday and Wednesday is from Mark chapter 14, verses 32 through 42. And here we find Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He has taken three of his closest friends, Peter, James, and John, with him to pray with him. And he asked them to stay here while he goes off a little farther to pray to his heavenly father. And he comes back three times and finds them sleeping. But in this text, we see the passion that Jesus has. Ultimately, he gives his will over to his father and he's going to face the cross. So we see the passion of Jesus, but we also see the passion of our heavenly father. We see God sending his son could go through these things for us. And I can't imagine the agony that it put his father through. But in all things, it proves to us the love that he has for us. And I want us to look at this. Someone once said this, almost nothing has ever been achieved without passion. They said, think of Winston Churchill in the darkest days of World War II. They also said, think of Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. So what is it about passion? Can we lose our passion to worship our Heavenly Father? Can we lose our passion to serve our God who's given us all these things when we understand the true love and the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy he gives? In the movie, The Passion, that Mel Gibson gave, put out several years ago, as we watched this, it brought out an emotion in a lot of people because they've never experienced this idea of what Jesus did for us. Yes, they've read it. Maybe they understood it. But many understood and experienced what Jesus did for us for the first time. Because in one of the most powerful scenes in this movie, there were several. But one of these was, we never expected to see Jesus this way. In one scene, we actually see his face glistening with sweat and blood. We see his hair matted. He staggers as, as he's wounded. And you can almost see the weight of the burden that he is carrying for us. Even in this scene, you can see he has three of those men, his closest friends with him, Peter, James, and John. And they are there to pray with him, to encourage him, to just be there so he can have them praying with him and for him. But it's in this prayer. When he prays to his heavenly father, we understand it's not just a simple request that he is doing. This prayer is a heartbreaking request. It's Jesus begging his father, his dad, his Abba, please find another way. This is too much. It's as if it is almost crushing him under all the weight of what it means to take on the sins of the world. The sins of you and me. Even in this movie, Satan is there. And Satan is described as both beautiful and ugly, seductive and taunting, almost celebrating the agony Jesus is experiencing. But even with all of this, you can see when all this takes a turn. 
You can see when things begin to change. Jesus goes from begging his father to find another way to, okay, not my will, but yours be done. Folks, those are powerful words. Yes, Jesus may have been God, but that didn't make this any easier. Because we have to remember, Jesus was human in every way. That meant he was going to feel the pain. That None of that pain was going to be taken away. He was going to feel every lash. He was going to feel every thorn. He was going to feel every time that hammer hit down on that nail that was going through his flesh and so much more. You see, no, it wasn't easy. If it would have been easy, if there would have been no pain, then it wouldn't have been as powerful for us. You see, I don't think it was easy for Jesus to do the will of his father. It was not easy for God the Father to watch his only son go through this. It was not easy for Jesus to love us so much. In fact, Max Lucado says this. He says, he would rather go to hell for you than to go to heaven without you. Catch that. He would rather go to hell for you than to go to heaven without you. So stop for a moment and think about that whole scene. Because there's something powerful happening there. You have Jesus surrendering his will to God. Literally, Jesus giving his life for us. It shows us that there is a love that Jesus gives that should touch each and every one of us. In fact, Jesus said in John 15, 13, he says, Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. You see, we give our love to so many people our families, our friends, maybe even to those we don't know or not yet met. And there's not much I wouldn't do for my family, for my wife and my daughters, their husbands, my granddaughters. But there's something special about that love, and it's amazing. But you see, Jesus' love is incredible. You see, only the love of our Heavenly Father amazes us even more. And we see the disciples going back to that love all the time. In fact, it's even found in one of the most popular verses that we read and we recite and we memorize. And that is John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world. You see, it talks about the love only his father could have for us. Mexicado also writes an article and it asks this says, how wide is God's love? It's wide enough for the whole world. But he asked this, are you included in the world? He says, then you're included in God's love. You see, if God loved us this much, if he was willing to give his one and only son for us, how much more is he willing to do to prove his love for us? In fact, it's the apostle Paul that says, if God is for us, who could ever be against us? Think about that. He means if God is for you, who cares who or what stands against you? Because it doesn't make any difference. God is for us. Romans 8, 31 and 32 says this. It says, since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't God who gave us Christ, also give us everything else. Someone asked this great question. They said, who delivered Jesus to die? 
not Judas for money, not Pilate for fear, not the Jews for envy, but the Father for love. You see, Abba delivered his own son for love, specifically for his love for you and for me. First John 4, 9 and 10 says this. It says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. He says, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So understand this as I close. Jesus did not come to earth to pacify an angry father. Actually, it was the father who loved us so much that he sent his son to stand in our place. Just stop and think about that. Think about the love God has for us and what he was willing to do to prove to us just how much he loves us.